Hello everyone and welcome to DAFCAT Studios Localizing Ideas podcast series. Today we're discussing how easy it is to localize Chinese video games into Arabic. Our colleague Wissam is here to elaborate more on this subject. Hi Wissam. Hi Rita, how are you? How are you today? Great, fantastic. So we have some questions for you. You ready? Yes, of course, go ahead. Okay, let me start by asking you how many gamers there are in the Middle East. Okay, so I did a bit of research before coming to the studio today and um, I have some numbers for you. Um, there are actually about 100 million uh, according to Gulf Business. 100 million gamers in the Middle East. Okay, so that's not a small number. And this uh, research was done a few years ago. I don't, they don't have the new data, but I would assume more than 100 million players, gamers. As a matter of fact, uh, we've been seeing uh, initiatives from big publishers. And I know that for a fact, actually, uh, EA, for example, EA Sports, they, uh, they have been, you know, uh, creating full departments to try and push for more uh, gender equality in their video game publishing. One is because morally they believe as a, as a company that this is the right thing to do, you know, gender equality. And second, most importantly, and on a business level, because they're seeing a big uh, burst of, or a big peak in female gamers. Female gamers are, female gamers are growing in numbers. Uh, in, in mobile games and as well as in console games, you know, there's a lot of uh, female gamers that are getting into gaming and they're turning professional at one point. So that's one thing. And I would assume uh, female gamers in the uh, Arab world are following that trend as well. Also, very important, you know, this uh, vertical, this gaming vertical has been uh, pushed by governments uh, recently, governments of, uh, let's say, Saudi Arabia and uh, the Emirates, where they're investing, you know, they're, as you might know, they're, these governments, you know, they have plans for the future, you know, building cities of the future. Uh, and part of these cities, they are building an infrastructure that can support, uh, you know, uh, esports. So uh, they're spending a lot of money in that sector as well so you might start seeing bigger esports competition global esports competition happening in you know Riyadh or Dubai or you know these cities so it's very exciting and we're happy to uh, play a part in that uh, especially that we have expertise in localizing video games so yes we localize the games and everything around it so we'd love to play in that uh, that uh, this is game. very interesting, Wissam. Uh, so let me know, in your opinion, what is the recipe for a successful video game in the eyes of Arabs at least? Okay, this is very interesting, Rita, very interesting question. Although I'm not a big uh, gamer myself, but I, uh, I've been exposed to this uh, business or this uh, world, the gaming world, a lot. And I've been to Gamescom many times. You know, Gamescom is the one of the biggest uh, game conventions globally before covid you know uh, it was a big thing now less but still I, i'm a little bit immersed in that um, world so i can tell you we can sum it up or i can sum it up uh, into three three things you know that make a video game uh, you know the, the the recipe successful 
One and most importantly is the plot. Okay, so the plot, uh, by plot I mean the story, the storyline, the strategy behind the game, you know, the characters, the names, all of that. And uh, uh, what makes it, um, I mean, uh, this is uh, this is true for game for 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 games in general, you know, for a global audience. So the plot is important for a global audience, but. And it's also true for an Arab audience. But what makes a game, you know, resonates more than another for the Arab world is when, you know, the plot starts tackling, you know, starts having, you know, uh, little, an Arab, an Arab uh, uh, twist to it or an Arab uh, flavor to it. Like Assassin's Creed, for example, you know, the assassins, you know, this whole uh, culture, you know, pre uh, prehistory culture you know talking about arabs and assassins and all of that so yeah this is interesting so these games kind of resonate well second thing that's important is the experience so by that i would include in the experience graphics uh, sound effects you know the feature of the game the 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 universe of the game you know if it's a multiplayer you know the multiplayer aspect of the game all of that so the experience is very important. It's what keeps players coming back, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is where it builds kind of its community. And third, I would say the um, technology. You know, the technology is also something that's uh, very important. Gamers wait for new updates in technology, uh, in both hardware and software. So uh, it starts with the game engine itself. You know, when big uh, game developers change or upgrade or add a new upgrade to their game engine you know it's a big thing it changes a lot the game and um, how they play the game you know the 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 speed of the game and all of that and also the the hardware you know the hardware also very important uh, the newest the playstation the newest xbox you know these uh, keep on getting faster and more per and uh, bigger performances and stuff like that also other technologies like vr cloud services and all of that these are things that also would you know kind of differentiate the game so these three things are very important and also uh, if you want if a game developer or publisher want a game to be more successful in the arab region they have to localize these three things you know and yeah. this is what we mean really by localizing ideas so you localize the plot the in-game, you localize the experience, and you localize the technology as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, Wissam, how many Chinese games are played by Arabs today? And do you think it's necessary to localize video games into Arabic? Well, Rita, one of the biggest games played in the region today is uh, a Chinese game. It's called... Which uh, is? You know, I'm sure you know it. It's called PUBG. Yeah. Right. PUBG by Tencent uh, mm -hmm. or owned by Tencent, the company that I mean th that develops PUBG is owned by Tencent. So it's a huge game. You know, it's uh, easily accessible to everyone. It's free. You know, everybody plays it. It's a big, big, big game. Another big game is uh, well uh, starting to grow is uh, Mobile Legends Bang Bang by ByteDance. So mm -hmm. as you can see, there's you know these big uh, Chinese companies, huge massive companies like uh, Tencent and ByteDance. They are uh, tackling the uh, the Arab market properly. Now both PUBG and Mobile Legends Bang Bang are localized in, in Arabic. You know now. 
uh, if you ask me, uh, is it necessary to localize video games into Arabic? Well, uh, these two companies are massive, you know, they're uh, multi-billion dollar companies. So if they decide to localize video games into Arabic, that means something. Uh, that means that, uh, you know, these companies, they have a lot of data coming from their games, analytics and data. So they know that, uh, for example, if you localize a game and if you don't localize it, the difference, which works best, I mean, which has more uh, engagement. And, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. So, yes, definitely it is necessary to localize video games into Arabic. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay, so how easy is it really to localize a Chinese video game into Arabic? Well, for a Chinese person, it might seem very difficult. Like for us, for example, if we wanted to localize a video game or a video game into Chinese, we would assume that it's super difficult. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. Uh, that's uh, because mainly because we don't understand the language. But effectively on the ground, it's not that difficult. I mean, it's very, it's, it's not complicated. And especially when, you know, when you do it... Uh, once and twice and for years you know when you gain experience in doing that and when it becomes your business you know it becomes work as usual right so um, it's not difficult to localize a video game you know a chinese video game into arabic now if if you wanted to split the uh, the uh, items or the services uh, we can split them into four uh, you have translation and adaptation mm -hmm. this is a bit tricky Uh, yeah. especially because it's Arabic, you know, you have the gender uh, specificities and, you know, the diacritics. I don't want to get into too much details, but, you know, it's important to get it right. Uh, the recording aspect, good studios, good talents, uh, good actors uh, that can work quickly and fast that are available, you know, uh, recording long lines and all of that. Uh, also the uh, the um, uh, QC and testing by QC I mean the quality check quality control and the test testing of the game you know so you have the quality control of the language itself and the quality control of the game itself you know play it see if there are bugs in the game and whatnot and uh, what comes around the game which is the content creation or localizing the already existing assets or creating new assets for mm -hmm. that game so for us it's work as usual for defca studios it's work as usual it's e it's i wouldn't say it's like easy but uh, it's not difficult okay mm. and is it expensive to localize video games in arabic well um i think the answer to that question is that uh, cost equals time You know, mm -hmm. so here, if if it's gonna take you a long time to localize that game, if your process is not optimized, is your if your resources are not experienced, if you are not a little bit tech savvy, you know, to uh, export the lines, go through the lines, rename them, have some sort of a renaming technology that you use. We use a renaming software uh, that we've kind of uh, uh, customized to our uh, liking. Uh, then yeah it becomes uh, it becomes expensive but when the process is optimized the team works in in synergy you know the resources that we work with are quick and experienced so they don't need to come and do things uh, one and once and twice you know uh, then when we save time by using technology such as the renaming process or the project management or all of that 
mm-hmm. uh, the translation also you know uh, then it becomes we become uh, very competitive in pricing so to sum it up when you're uh, when when things happen uh, smoothly and quickly then your cost becomes Uh, competitive. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you, Wissam, for your time and for all the information. And thank you guys for listening to us. Please subscribe to our podcast series and hope to see you very soon. 